This is This Harvard Life, a podcast about Harvard, its people, and their stories. In this episode, we'll be talking about dreaming big and... A random place in the middle of nowhere, where everyone is a tea farmer. I'm Wynne Muscatine-Graham. If this voice sounds familiar, it's because you may have heard it before, on campus. It's Bryn Elliott, singer, songwriter, Harvard student during the semester, and touring musician during breaks. For Bryn, becoming a touring musician is something of a dream. That's what this episode is about. Dreams. The daytime kind, that is. Dreams like coming to Harvard, or sailing around the world, or becoming a musician, or having kids. So let's start with, where do dreams come from? I was doing some SAT studying, and I had just started playing my dad's old guitar that he never played, just for fun, to kind of like get away from school and like extracurriculars. And during the middle of this practice test, I was like, I want to write a song right now. And then after that first song, how long until you wrote another song or realized that you wanted to be? After that, I I started writing a lot. He don't care. Music may have become a passion of Bryn's pretty quickly, but it took a while before she had her first thoughts of making music a career path. And even when she did start having these thoughts, she didn't take them very seriously at first. It was funny. So the summer um, before I was supposed to go to college, I I went and saw Brandy Carlisle. And I remember, like, I had been writing songs, but nobody really knew about it. It wasn't a thing that, like, was a part of my identity at that point. But I remember seeing Brandy, and I was like, okay. I want to do what she does. I want to write songs like she does. But it was sort of like this weird, like, but that's not that's not who I am. That's just kind of something that I do. Hearing Brynn talk about her experience watching Brandy Carlisle, I can't help but think about all of the moments when I've seen someone doing something and thought, wow, I would love to do that one day. But, of course, there's always another voice in my head that tells me how improbable or impossible it would be, and I drop it immediately. Well, what if I had let those thoughts creep in? Or what if someone else had convinced me they were possible? That's what happened to Bryn. A family friend ended up getting a hold of her music and sent her songs to a producer in Portland without her knowing. The producer got in touch with Bryn and asked if she wanted to spend a year working on music before going to college. Not surprisingly, she said yes. That whole nine-month period was so confusing for me because I was like, I... I'm going to school, like, I'm a very academic person, I love reading books, and and then I go to, like, Portland, Oregon, which is the most chill place ever, and there, oh, it's a huge artist community, and so I was like, maybe I am an artist, and like, I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Before dreaming of being a songwriter, Brynn had been focused on a very different dream, one many people at Harvard probably shared. It was to come to Harvard. 
And like her dream of being a musician, Bryn's Harvard ambition began with her realizing she had a passion. I was was homeschooled until I came to Harvard. My sophomore year of high school, I had really been enjoying my schoolwork in like a, a creepy way. And so I was like, where do I go then? Like, what do I do with this like love? And I was like, I guess I should go to college. And then someone asked me one day, they were like, where do you, where do you want to go to school? Like, do you want to go to college? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I guess I want to go to Harvard. I think that's where it's like socially acceptable to really like books, <laughs> like to really like books. Going for it seems to be in Bryn's nature. She fell in love with books and she decided to try to go to Harvard. Then she fell in love with music and songwriting. And with a little push from her family friend, a career in music became her goal. Now at Harvard, she's been considering a new possibility for the future. If you told me, like a genie in the bottle kind of thing, you can do this or you can do this, and you said touring musician for the rest of your life or a philosophy professor for the rest of your life, I would I would totally be a philosophy professor. I think it's the coolest thing. And it is like, it is a dream of mine in a weird way. Even though she sets these goals for herself, Bryn doesn't seem particularly preoccupied with what the outcomes of the goals will be. I think when we sort of, yeah, view ourselves as like just reading, like reaching the next rung, then then it's like you're not a person and, and you are stunted and and there's a sadness, like not a good sadness that comes. I thought that going to college was the sure path and I was like, that's clearly what I'm supposed to do. And then I got this call from this producer and I was like, this is so random, so out of nowhere that I think this is what I'm supposed to do. So I don't know, I don't want to find my like security in institutional things, whether it be the music in industry or DBI. I want I want to find my security in who I am, <laughs> which is really, which is hard. I feel so cold and empty, I just need your hand so many days without your time. Bryn has specific, well-defined dreams, but sometimes the specifics of a dream seem less important than just having a dream. Any dream, no matter what it is or how well-defined it might be. Take Harriet Karayuki. She's now a senior at Harvard, but for most of her childhood, coming to Harvard was not a dream of hers. In fact, she had never heard of Harvard until the day she applied. Almost no one in her small village in rural Kenya had. It's about like 200 people. It's just my home and then tea everywhere. You know, it's far away from everything else. And during, you know, during the heavy rains, you cannot access the area. Like the roads are so bad. And that's how I can be able to like define it. It's just a random place in the middle of nowhere where everyone is a tea farmer. And just everyone knows each other. And it's so bad and good at the same time. For most of high school, Harriet wasn't dreaming of going to college in the United States, but she was under a lot of other pressures to do well. My f um, my sophomore year in high school, I could not afford to be in high school. So there was this one um, there's this one group in the U.S. that was giving funding to like students and scholarships to students in in East Africa. It's called Girls Through Education. They try to like educate girls in East Africa, and they give me like a full, I think it was a scholarship to go through high school. And then after that, after I graduated from high school and was a top of my class, I also got another internship program that I worked for two years. And I started working with them 
and earning more than my parents. I was a breadwinner then. I used to earn money and just pay my brother's school fees and tuition fees and stuff. I was 16 years old. During her schooling and the period afterward, Harriet pushed herself to be her best. But unlike Bryn, whose passions drove her towards specific goals, Harriet was driven more by a desire to get away. Rather than looking to some particular future, she just tried to move forward without any idea of where it might take her. When you're running away from something, like if you don't want to fall into a hole, you always try to see up. I guess the thing that motivates you is the point, you know, when you get into a point where you can see the light at the end or the tunnel, like you don't want to go down. So I guess that's one of the things that I didn't want to go down. And even though I didn't even know what my app was, I just was aiming for some upwards. I didn't even know where I was going to. But I just moved forward. I guess that's, that's why I'm here. My mom always told me that the worst part of the world is that the world does not give opportunities to the last person. They just give opportunities to the first person. And I guess that's why I was aiming always for the best, because I just hoped that someone would see my effort and just be like, oh, come, I see you worked hard. Someone did see Harriet's efforts, and ultimately, she ended up here, at Harvard. Actually, coming here, though, wasn't particularly joyous, like you might imagine the realization of a dream would be. So, um, I got into the plane in Kenya, and then flew to, I think, London or Amsterdam, and then came to the to Boston, and I just... You know, the, the air smells so weird. And I don't know, you know, coming from a very not industrialized country and just coming to an industrialized country, the air, the environment is so different in terms of like the air itself. It just did not smell right. It's also like, you know, I come from a place where you, you can drink water from the rain. Directly from the rain, you can drink it. And then here, you cannot even drink water from the Charles River. <laughs> you cannot drink that water, right? And I guess that was the moment that I was like, oh, I'm in the US. So freshman fall for me was just getting just surprised every moment, like, you know, everything. I feel like that was the time, you know, everyone was trying to make friends, you know, just hang out with the right people and go out with them to like, you know, very, you know, different parties that they had. But I did not feel to, I did not feel like I had to go to those things. One, I didn't have the right clothes to wear. I didn't even know I would, I would like shop for the clothes. Back then I could not, I could not just take the tea and just go to a random place in Boston and explore because I didn't even have the money to explore. <laughs> so I guess uh, freshman fall was just me just getting reality checks every single moment. I wake up in the morning and I get a reality check, and then it started snowing. I didn't even have snowboards. It wasn't just the structural changes that made her transition so difficult. Harriet also needed time to adjust to the cultural and linguistic differences between Harvard and home. It's, I think it's a Kenyan thing, but in Kenya, when you're listening to someone speak or give like a, like a story about something, most of the time you're the one who's telling the story instead of listening to it. So when I'm speaking, when I'm giving a story, instead of like finishing my entire sentence, I cut it at some place and the other person has to like say it. So, so eh, nikaenda. I went, and then someone says, oh, you went to the class, to the class. So wow. there's so much happening when you're speaking. You know, when you, when you come here, cutting short someone is not 
it's very it's not an etiquette you cannot do that right mm. so I guess that's one of the difference that I see in like all these languages where talking to someone is more of like it's more than just giving a story it's more of like someone responding you telling his story it's very interesting for Harriet achieving her goals and getting to Harvard didn't mean she could rest and enjoy herself instead she was immediately confronted with a whole set of new challenges Listening to Harriet, I thought about the experience of hiking up a mountain and thinking I had reached the peak, only to realize that there was still a very long way to go. It seems that sometimes achieving our dreams is like that. It only leaves us exhausted and with a new set of challenges to overcome. Anyway, it took a little while, but Harriet feels like she eventually adjusted to life at Harvard. And now, as she prepares to graduate, she's developed new, more defined goals. Goals to go to graduate school and work in international relations. As she plans for her future, though, she's nostalgic about the sweeping, limitless nature of the less well-defined dreams of her childhood. Right now, I feel like because I'm here, I'm trying to catch more dreams, bigger dreams. And I guess now that I'm making informed dreams, as opposed to just blind dreams, there's a difference. And it's that I'm more rational now than I was. I have to be very rational because I know things can happen, not happen. It's very different. But I wish I could make those irrational dreams that I had. I'll be so far away right now. What are those? I just, you know, you know, I had this one dream that I would have a ship. I just would buy two ships. Then I, I came to realize that ships are very expensive. I don't even understand why I wanted them. But I remember telling my brother, I'd be like, when I'm 25, I'm going to buy a ship. And now I'm 21. Four more years. <laughs> you know, now there's so many people around me, there's so many advisors who can tell me that I cannot do that. Or there's so many things that, you know, things that can show me what's rational and what's not rational to dream. You know, I was talking to my five-year-old brother about my dreams, so of course they're not going to be like, you cannot do that. He's only five years old. <laughs> You'll be like, I'm bigger, I know. <laughs> You're five. You have no idea. I'm 10 years older than you. <laughs> there seems to be something special about the imaginative nature of dreams, of their power to defy limits and constraints, to be irrational at times. For Harriet and Bryn, actually achieving a dream isn't the only thing that makes a dream valuable. While we often think of dreams as being oriented in the future, I think Harriet and Bryn show us that dreams are very much a part of the present. They're not just means to other ends, but ends in themselves. This Harvard Life is co-produced by myself, Ruby Emberling, Kelly McGee, and Ali Reed. Special thanks to Bryn Elliott and Harriet Karayuki. Also special thanks to Justin Jalorenzo and Tree Palmeida for the theme music. To hear more of Bryn's music, you can find her at... Bryn Elliott on Facebook, um, Bryn underscore music on Twitter, and Bryn Elliott music on Instagram. Okay. This Harvard Life is brought to you by Harvard Bookstore. I'm Wynn Muscatine Graham. Mm-hmm.